Welcome to Synergy Mindset Coaching, the community and podcast designed to not only inspire you, but to help you take action daily towards your personal growth. I am your host and certified life coach, Gina Johnson. Our guest today comes from the other side of the Atlantic Ocean, over 7,000 kilometers away. I love technology. Thank you, Zoom. Unfortunately, there was a little bit of sound issues and I did the absolute best to bring you the best sound quality possible. I promise you great value in the interview today. If you have started to fall away from the intentions that you set at New Year's, or if you've fallen away completely, don't worry. Karen is here to share with you some great ways that you can not only get back on track, but ensure success to see them through. Without any further ado, let's jump right into the interview with Karen. Welcome to Synergy Mindset Coaching. Today, I am talking with Karen Leapingood from Green Space Coaching. She is an accredited mindful trainer, and I want to share with you the post that really sparked my interest to ask her to come on the show. On LinkedIn recently, she published an article asking, are you on track with your intentions for this year? Now, surprisingly, she tells us that half of people fail. Why is that? Well, it's all about the mind. Do we live our day-to-day life from a growth mindset or a failure mindset? And I asked her to come talk with us just a little bit today. Hi, Karen. Welcome to the show. Hello, Gina. I'm so glad you're here. And I'd just like to ask you to start by telling everyone a little bit about yourself so they can get to know you. Yeah, sure. It's a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. I'm very delighted to be here in your show today. I'm German, I like to say, and I've lived in London uh, for almost 18 years. And um, I work as an independent coach and mindfulness trainer. And what I've specialized in is in taking all my clients, um, private individuals and teams and groups into nature. I love working in natural settings in London's parks and green spaces, but also sometimes I work outside London, depending on where where my clients are. And this is because all my life I felt a very deep connection to nature. And when I'm in nature, I'm at my best. So when I work with my clients outside, um, they get the best from me. That's where, where I'm happiest. And I, I wanted to share that with my clients so that they can benefit from, from nature and the outdoors. Mm. Now, I'm curious if you could tell us just what some of the typical issues are that your clients will see you or that will come up. There is a, quite a range, really, of issues that clients typically come to me with uh, or for when they look for coaching with me. Um, often it's a sense of Uh, feeling lost, uh, having lost direction in life, not really knowing anymore what matters. And often I work with professional men and women who on the surface seems to be okay. They have a a well-paid job, they have a flat or own a house, a family. But at another level, they feel unfulfilled. They feel that um, they live a shallow life and they have a real worry and fear that um, they are losing out on opportunities and that they are wasting time, but they don't quite know how, you know, what to do, what's going on. Yeah. And yeah, often um, that is what we explore 
yeah, what's going on. We, we look at um, what's happening right now for them and what their deepest heart wish is. Yeah, what, needs, what they want to have different, to feel more fulfilled, to feel that they live a more meaningful life. But people also come to me with um, wanting to change jobs. Yeah, they're unhappy in their cho- jobs. They know what they want to do, but they fear they have fears about leaving their current job because they have been there for a long time or people come to me and they really are ready to leave their current job but they don't know what else to do yeah. mm-hmm. or people have um, um, issues um, in their relationship they have conflict at work so we often work around that on um, more compassionate communication understanding each other how to overcome fear of um, facing conflict and of you know having more meaningful conversations so these are some of the um, typical issues people come to me with now would you say and, that and oh. of course new year's resolutions or intentions that people don't follow through with so we probably come to that in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i was just going to ask you is does all this um bring you back to that point of the intentions yeah and particularly, so I'm often quite busy in January, February, March, as you can imagine, when people do set newest resolutions and intentions, including myself, and I can share what my resolutions have been. And I'm pleased to say I'm still with them. Wonderful. <laughs> um, people do come often in January, February, um, because they had an intention, they had set a newest resolution, but then feel they failed at it after, you know, three, four, five weeks into, uh, you know, wanting to make a particular change. Um, and just by, I just want to say this about New Year's resolutions because some people are very much against it. Um, but I actually think there's no harm in setting intentions in January and to tap into that supportive energy of the new year it's like uh, new beginnings. I personally really like it, but I do want to say we can set intentions and resolutions every day of the year. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be January. We can do that every day. And that is so crucial because I see so many clients who feel they failed for the rest of the year. When really we can start again every day with what we most want or what we most want to change. I think it's really crucial to understand that. That is so powerful. And I just want to ask using myself as an example, one of my um, intentions this year was to eat uh, wheat-free and vegetarian. And on my son's birthday, I just like let that go and had pizza and chips and everything else. But then it turned into like three days. And I went, whoa, I need to like restart this. And I did, and I'm doing good again. So is there like a rule as how many days it's like you've ruined your intention or is it more of a, you see that you did, you commit again and you do it? Yeah, there's no rule at all. No rules. Um, We can always start again and we can always commit again to what we really want. The, the, The thing that gets most in the way is us and our mindset. Mm. Because often we don't uh, track progress. Yeah, all mm-hmm. we do is we see, oh, I've I've come off track. 
I'm not on track with my intention anymore. And all we can see is, oh, yeah, I failed and we beat ourselves up for it. And then we go into what I call and what I shared in that LinkedIn post, failure mindset. Yeah. Then we sort of call ourselves a failure. And that is very painful mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. with when we are, when we treat ourselves as a failure. So we can start again and say, okay, you know, I've uh, fallen off the wagon, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and bring uh, uh, curiosity to that or uh, just awareness, if you like, say, oh, I wanted to uh, be vegetarian. Um, And what was the other thing you wanted to do? Be vegetarian and... Oh, uh, weed-free. Be weed-free, yeah? Mm. Oh you know, I'm not doing it anymore. What's Mm -hmm. going on here? What's happened? Yeah. So bringing a a learning mindset, an open mindset, a growth mindset to it, which is open, curious, sort of interested in our own behavior and what's going on that we wanted that. Oh, and three days later, we are not doing it anymore. So Mm -hmm. something is going on. Yeah. Would you mind, will you tell us just a bit more about this failure mindset? Because I've never heard it before, but it sounds fascinating. Oh, yeah. For example, when we, like yours or mine, my, my resolutions were not having sugar anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so processed sugar. And the other resolution that was most important for me um, this year was not to engage with my electronic devices, particularly my smartphone and my ipad before meditation and breakfast so i got into a habit of before even switching on the light when i get up to look at my phone and then to engage in instagram and this and that and emails Mm -hmm. so those were my resolutions so what happens when we set resolutions is we want something Mm -hmm. but often um when we notice that we are not on track anymore, immediately we criticize ourselves for it. Yeah. Immediately, all we can see is, I wanted to do it. I'm not doing anymore. I'm rubbish. I can't do it. Uh, I will never be able to do it. Yeah. We go into habitual ways of negative thinking. All we Mm. can do is, what we haven't achieved, what's negative, yeah? what yeah. we failed at. So that's a failure mindset and it's a narrow mindset mm-hmm. yeah, that can only see the negative. And actually that comes from our evolution. Um, we have a tendency as human beings to focus on the negative, which is called in neuroscience negativity bias. Yes. Which helped us to survive yeah, when we were caves men and caves women mm-hmm. and helped us to be protected by tigers and danger. Mm-hmm. But we don't need to have that mindset anymore now, but we do go there very quickly. And all we can see is what's not there, the negative. That's the failure mindset. Mm-hmm. It's a narrow mindset. And the growth mindset is a mindset that is more aware, mm-hmm. that is curious that is open, that is interested, and that is kind. I also call it the learning mindset. So when we see, oh, I wanted to not eat sugar. Oh, and now I'm eating a piece of cake. Yeah, oh, 
sort of st almost stepping back a little bit, looking at it. Oh, what's happening here? What's going on? Yeah. And that allows us to find out yeah, what got in the way or what um, stopped me from actually saying no to that piece of cake. Mm -hmm. yeah, it might be something, oh, you know, I'm feeling tired today and I really want this piece of cake and I'm giving myself a little reward and, you know, I want to indulge myself a little bit. Oh, that is what, what you know, what got in the way. What, I was a bit tired. Mm -hmm. And so we can understand ourselves better and then maybe come to the conclusion, actually, yeah, no, I don't need to eat cake to be well or to feel less tired. I can do something else. I can step outside. And so we, we learn and we stay open and we can move on and stay on track or get back on track. I like that way of looking at it. Do you find it's more difficult to be kind to ourselves than it is to others? Absolutely. And that's my own experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's it's um, probably what I most work with or work on with clients when they come to me. What most gets in the way, um, including in myself, is our attitude towards ourselves, how we treat ourselves. Yeah. Um, Many, many people, and I used to be very, very self-critical, and I'm less so now, and it's really changed my life. Um, many people are very hard on themselves and um, call, them, call themselves um, an idiot or stupid or a failure or, oh, I, I will never be able to do this or, you know, everybody else is better um, so very painful um, thoughts and judgments about self. And the interesting thing is we would never dare to treat someone like we sometimes treat ourselves. Yeah. yeah. And it's the practice of becoming our own best friend and be kind and understanding and respectful and appreciative and to allow ourselves to be a human being. Yeah, we are different every day. We are not the same person every day. That's very important, yeah. And it gets most in the way. Yeah. Would you be willing to share with us a personal experience of how you went from that place to where you are now? Practice, practice, practice. I think my coaching training helped me and also my meditation, daily practice. Mm -hmm. um, very good people in my life, mentors and um sponsors who have supported me who have sort of flecked up to me my negative um self-regard if you like mm -hmm. uh, i've also done some therapy um and which was a revelation in terms of how i relate to myself so all these different things sort of i've done for my personal development and increasing self-awareness have helped me but most importantly i think since I've been practicing meditation and mindfulness, and one of the practices is um, cultivating a more loving attitude towards myself, which was very difficult uh, to do for me at first. It was easy for me to bring loving kindness to a friend or yeah, to others I live with or my colleagues or my family or the world, but to myself, 
I felt, mm, I can't do that. That's a bit self-indulgent or it's a bit selfish or it felt uncomfortable. But with time and really sort of um, connecting to my heart and bringing some warmth to my heart and opening my heart um, little by little towards myself and allowing myself to be loved and accepted by myself has made such a difference in how I feel. I think it's it's fostered a lot of positive emotion in me and it's sort of changed how I um, do things and approach things. Yeah. I can see this light in your eyes just shining as you're talking and I can yeah. see that it's been, it's been a lot of work and yeah, but it can be done. I don't want to put um, people off, um, but to live well and to live a meaningful life and to be well, I think it's a life's practice. I really don't um, shy away from saying that I say to my coaching clients, I say to my mindfulness clients, if we want to live a meaningful life, one that um, is satisfying and rich and enjoyable, that takes effort yeah, because nothing in life sort of falls into our lap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we do want life to be easy and I used to yeah, want that. I, I think we do want life to be easy, but it isn't. But that doesn't mean it's not enjoyable, but I think we, we sort of do need to um, dedicate ourselves to our own life. Yeah, and hearing you say that is just beautiful because if it were easy, then we would think, well, I failed because I've been trying and trying and trying and I'm still not there. But if you have that permission to know that it's like a life practice, then you're not going to give up. Yeah, and also the belief that it's possible for each one of us to live a meaningful life, whatever our circumstances are. Yeah, we all have it already in us. It's not something yeah, we have to find somewhere out there. It's already all within us. And that is powerful when we get that. And then we can learn through coaching or mindfulness and other practices how to tap into our resources and begin to change our mind by bringing more awareness to ourselves, more kindness, more gentleness, understanding. And then we can begin to oh, do things differently and begin to live from a different place. So Karen, if someone's listening right now and they're like, ooh, I definitely have a lot of failure mindset and I want to take that next step to make that change towards a growth mindset, could you think of one step that they could take today to start moving in that direction? Yeah, I think the most important first step is to pause, to take three breaths and to believe to really say to yourself, I can do this. This is possible. That can really shift the mindset and opens the mind and heart towards possibility and can-do attitude. And everything can flow from there. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much. I just want to share if people are just tuning in to listen right now that we're talking with Karen of Green Space Coaching and you can find her at greenspacecoaching.com as well as everything mentioned today is going to be at the show notes page at synergymindsetcoaching.com slash Karen. And I, I would just love to get a little bit more into these New Year's 
intentions and how people can get back on track or stay on track depending where they are in their month right now? The intentions or resolutions we set at the beginning of the year and then failing is such an issue and causes so much disappointment to so many people because there's so much enthusiasm at the beginning of the year and great energy and uplift. And then shortly after, um, people, you know, find themselves disappointed and, 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 um, and, and struggling. So I think what is very important when we set intentions or resolutions is that we really ask ourselves, ourselves, what the value is of the intention we have or the resolution we make. Mm. In other words, what matters? What's the purpose of this intention? Mm. And sometimes it's really helpful to write down three words that express the importance of my intention. So for me, for example, not looking at my iPhone and iPad in the morning is really the value of that is it gives me quality time to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives me time to reflect rather than giving my mind already lots of input early in the morning when I get up because I yes. love the morning hours. So when I engage with my le- electronic devices, I waste that precious time, mm-hmm. which is the morning. And I also miss out on an opportunity for creativity. So the value for me there is quality time, creativity, time for myself, time to reflect peacefulness so quite a lot that's important and when I know that so clearly that's helpful mm-hmm. and the other tip to um, stay on track with intentions is we can ask ourselves um, what the benefits are of my intention because often we are not connected to the benefits of what we want mm-hmm. yeah. and we can sort of tune into oh when I not engage with my electronic uh, devices in the morning oh I will feel so much more um, relaxed and grounded and calm and my whole day will be different and you know I feel uh, well inside and uh, awake so when I can connect to how I benefit from doing what I really want to do I want to do more of it Mm -hmm. And that also is, uh, leads into another uh, interesting tip around how to stay on track with intention and resolutions, which is um, a little bit going into what happens in the brain when we uh, review, for example, at the end of the day, what I called in that little LinkedIn article, the, the one-day process, mm-hmm. reviewing how we've, yeah, whether we have stayed on track at the end of the day for example or in the morning and we notice oh yeah I did it this morning there is dopamine a hormone that is released into our blood and it gives us a moment of uh, well-being and feeling good so dopamine is also called the reward uh, hormone yes so when we get that kick of oh yeah I did it today we naturally want to have more of that. Yes. So that's also uh, good to bear in mind and to sort of enjoy those little moments when we review, yeah, how have we been doing? And then that can help us to stay on track. Another tip is to really check our mindset when we set an intention. Do we want to do 
what we set out to do or do we think we should do it mm-hmm. because that, someone else wants to do it you recognize that mm, that is such an important point yeah. yeah and that again has to do with awareness of our mindset and that can easily slip into failure mindset because when i think i should um not look at my phone in the morning immediately something in me wants to do it because something me feels pushed or told to do something but that connects again with our harsh inner uh, critic sometimes or judge or the pushy part in us yeah you should be doing this you should be better at this you should get up earlier you yeah Mm -hmm. so it's really important to check do do i really want to do this uh, thing that i want to do do i really want to not eat sugar do you really want to be vegetarian and be weed free? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's a hard wish I have. It's my hard wish. I want to do that rather than should do really important as well. What I also find very helpful is bringing certain uh, qualities to our intentions, which is, I love these and they really work well for me. Um, and these are, qualities like being ardent and diligent and mindful and resolute yeah when we bring these qualities to what we really want the intentions we set i think we can create a an energy yeah, for doing what we want to do so ardent is really uh, connected to ardor energy fire passion when we are diligent, we are sort of conscientious, we are thorough. It comes from diligence and from the Latin root to delight in. Yeah, when we are diligent, oh. yeah, we, we delight in something, we love something. And when we are resolute, um, yeah, we sort of bring all of us to something, not just one part of us. We bring all of us, we align all of us, body and heart and soul. And being mindful is bringing awareness to our mindset and whether we are in growth mindset or failure mindset, do we say to ourselves, oh, I can't do this. I will never be able to stay on track. Or, yeah, I I can do it. It's possible. Uh, I can start again. So, yeah, these are some tips I hope that can be helpful to stay on track. They're so helpful. I'm reading this book right now, uh, Dr. Leaf's book, Think, Learn, and Succeed. And I'm in the exact chapter I just read last night that people are so afraid of their own mindset, their own mind chatter, that in tests they've shown they'd rather shock themselves than be alone for 15 minutes without their device. And I just thought, wow, that is something. So what you're talking about right now is something that so many people struggle with. Yeah. And I just want to say, I too struggle with my intentions. But what's really changed, and we talked about how I have changed my relationship to myself and how I have become kinder to myself. But still, I have mornings where I have this urge. It's, it's such a habit yeah, of looking at my phone or engaging in Instagram and sending something out mm-hmm. that, you know, I, I sometimes stand there with my phone in my hand and have that urge here to look or to to, and and to not look 
um, it's a practice and we have to bring ourselves to it every day. Yeah, so it takes time, endurance. Well, thank you for sharing your own personal struggle because it's always a lot easier to know I'm not alone in being challenged with my own. Absolutely not. And I, I always like to share it because some people um, think, you know, because you're a coach or mindfulness trainer, you have, um, have, you have it all sorted. Oh. It's not true. <laughs> yeah, we are all human beings. And it's so important to also always connect to the, our common humanity and common experience. Yeah, we all know what it's like to struggle. We all know what it's like to have little victories and achievements and joy and happiness and contentment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, Karen, can I ask you, will you share with us one of your favorite books? Yes. And I would love to read a small paragraph, actually. Oh, please. So I've just been on a meditation retreat um, and I read this book there. I always read one book when I go away because it's such precious time for me. So I read, um, and I actually think it's one of the most important and precious books I've ever read. Wow. So it's called The Wild Edge of Sorrow, wow. Rituals of Renewal and the Sacred Work of Grief by Francis Weller. He's American. He lives and works in California. Okay. And, um, it's this book is not just about grief. I think this is a, a book about living a meaningful life. Mm -hmm. And the paragraph I've chosen relates a little bit to what I said to the, uh, the men and women I often work with who feel they live a, a shallow life rather than a meaningful life. Mm -hmm. So if you find, I would love to read one little passage from this book. Yes, I'd love that. So it goes like this. Uh, to be empty, to feel empty, is to live in the wasteland. This is intolerable to the soul. We were not meant to live such shallow lives. Our heritage and our psychic makeup are designed for an elaborate richness of imagination and creativity that allows us to feel intimately connected to the ongoing creation. We were meant to drop below the surface of things and to experience the depths of life. That is beautiful. Oh, it gives me, yeah, it gives me goosebumps. So I very, very much recommend the book. And Frances Weller is a wonderful teacher and person and writer. He writes very well and it's very accessible uh, to anyone. Oh, I'm definitely going to check that out. I have not heard that book. Thank you. And could you share with us your favorite podcast? Yes. So my favorite, favorite podcast is called Being Well Podcast by Rick Hansen. Rick Hansen is a neuropsychologist and author. And um, his work and how the brain works, he's very interested in how the brain works and how the brain can change and how, can, how we can change and grow and develop. His work um, has very much greatly influenced and inspired my own work and practice. So I can very highly recommend him. And Rick Hansen, like Francis Weller, um, both people actually are practitioners themselves. They're not just academics. And I always left that in people when they sort of do their own work mm -hmm. and, and teach 
and share from that place of own experience. Well, thanks for sharing with us so much of your own personal life and your wisdom and your knowledge. I'm so grateful for your time today. Yeah, I just want to say thank you very much. And it's been such a pleasure to be invited and to share sort of what um, is meaningful to me, what has rendered my my life um, joyful, really, to share and contribute and help others to live differently. Welcome back. Well, Karen really loves helping people, and that is quite literally her work. I reached out to her when I was researching my business plan to see if outdoor coaching was a sustainable business over a year ago now. She gave me her time and mentored me in all things coaching as well as the business operations. This knowledge and wisdom allowed me to have my business plan accepted and I was admitted into the business program to start my own coaching practice. She wasn't worried about competition and she offered to speak with me again if I ever needed the help. This is a woman that has found her calling has a passion to help others, and lifts up others to help them succeed. I wish her continued success and many blessings to come. If you enjoyed her interview today, please share it on your favorite social media or send her a quick note to let her know. Thank you so much for being a part of the Synergy Daily Growth Community. We have a Facebook group that you are more than welcome to hop in and you can share whatever it is that you're working towards and be supported by others and myself. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next week.